Welcome back, everybody, to another H&K video game experience. This is Hollywood Cole with you. Also, Clearfire, what's going on, dude? What's up, man? And uh, back again after a long hiatus, Coach RX. What's up, brother? Hey, man. What you been doing all these months since we've talked to you last? I've uh, just been playing the same games over and over and over. What are you playing? Um, I've been playing uh, playing that new Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, you're always a Tomb Raider fan. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing, uh, what, what what's it called? Uh, Path, Path of Exile. What is that? It, it, it's, it's That's a, a Diablo it, clone? Yeah, exactly. And, and now, ever since Diablo the bed, I don't know if y'all heard the actual audio, but pretty much... Yeah, they they wanted a sequel to Diablo three, and uh, yeah, the the developers um, they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it back, and then uh, they said, okay, well we got one for mobile devices. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> that's and, terrible. People so and, mad, and, and 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 they they showed it, and everybody like. Agreed and everything. It, it was terrible, and their and the, their response was, "What you got a phone, don't you? You don't play it on your phone." Like, like, like people are obligated to to download their game because you have the platform that the game is on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is the best console. Everybody's got one. But if you like, want to praise, if you want to praise a legendary weapon, it's 99 cents. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's free game. But the end result is they're pushing people toward other, and and I, I've been playing Path of Exile for years. I, I've got like a level eighty-seven character. Um, Dang. I, 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 another game is. Uh, but it's only on PC though. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, uh, unfortunately. People, people are forced to play on the best gaming platform. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it sucks when you have to, when you pull the rug out from under them. <laughs> and you got to make sure all your stuff's closed. Windows isn't going to update. Nobody's calling you on Skype. You don't get some notifications popping up from wherever. No doubt. That's what I don't like, man. And I hate it because I, I spent like, weeks trying to get a uh, Far Cry 5 to play on my high-end PC system. You know what I'm saying? And see, that's the problem, that people talk about PCs and how PCs are the best, and your statement right there, you have a high-end PC and it took you weeks to get that game to play. Right. I got a PS4, I stick a game in the in the disc <laughs> slot, it plays right that's off the right. bat every time. Uh, exactly. Every time. Exactly. Never Every to game is formatted for max and recommended specs. Exactly. It's recommended specs, <laughs> it plays the way I want it every single time the first time. I don't uh, have to I, wait five weeks to get it to play right. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up, Clear? What you been up to, man? It's been a rough weekend, so that's all I can say. All right. Um, just, uh, I I, I want to say what, what's been going on, but then I don't just because of how sad it's been. Um, I'll just basically give you the gist real quick. Um, I, I basically had to uh, surrender my one of my dogs this weekend or today and yeah. give, it up, give it up to the uh, rescue league. It was, it's a sad thing and just, yeah, it, it broke my heart. So I understand, man, as animals... You know, got a couple of cats. 
I had to give one of them away, man. It, it's hard. It's different when you're the one that pulls the trigger, so to speak, on the on an animal. It's like we were yeah. talking about. But yeah, that sucks, man. But uh, any you have been playing any games or anything? Um, I tried to, and just I couldn't get even get into a game. That's that's yeah. how rough it was. So it's just yeah. one of those things where this weekend was just kind of a just sad moment here at the house for us. So well, I was telling you guys earlier. I wanted you guys to um to check this out, and I'm going to give it a little plug here. This is called Lost Sphere, and it's spelled S P H E A R. For the, I got mine for the PS4 by Square Enix, the people that made I Am Setsuna. And I love these type of games, man, a little 16-bit throwback. And it's not a 16-bit game. It's not even um, a pixelated game, a sprite game or anything. I'm not crazy about the art style. It's a little bit DS, uh, reminiscent of like the old DS art style that uh, they made for Final Fantasy IV when they re-released it. Um, not quite so triangly and pixel or polygonal or whatever, but uh, but it's a good story, man. It's, I mean, there's something about playing an RPG and it doesn't have voice acting. It's just reading it, you know? I don't know what, I just, <laughs> for me, that just brings it back to me. You know, but I say that, then you got Final Fantasy X that had great voice acting, and that game was awesome because of the voice acting. But I guess a game like this, just a top-down, you're moving around the open world, and there's all these, you, know, you can even find, like, you know, glittering um, little items out in the open world to just walk over and pick up. It's not in a chest, you know? But yeah. Pretty cool battle mechanic and uh, stuff like that. I really like it. I'm doing. I'm recording it. I'll probably do a little 10, 15 minute review on it once I'm done. Put it on YouTube. But uh, but just wanted to throw that out there. I think the Switch version is like 20 bucks now, or it was on sale last week. I hope it. I don't know if it still is or not. Um, I also went to GameStop. They have a Wii U for sale for a hundred dollars, man. And I about bought another one. They're starting to get a little bit expensive. Yeah, say that. I mean, you're still talking about 120, 150 dollars for a system that's used. Well, you can also check too to see if they have it. Uh, they're doing a throwback sale. They're doing throwback console sales, and they even had like PS3s in it, and it was basically like seventy, sixty nine or seventy nine bucks for a system. Yeah. So I, you might want to check their uh, check their sales because I know even at their Black Friday sales and they had it. I think it was running through most of the weekend. You could buy a Xbox 360 Slim and get a rebate for it, which in turn makes it free. So I mean, they they do have some things like that going on, especially around this time. So yeah, they told me about the they told me about the hundred dollar one and uh, Wii U, and I really wanted the Zelda one. I got a Zelda one right now. And uh, my son just, we've talked about it in the meantime, so he's playing that controller, and I just want him to have one that he can just take. I want to play my Wii U again. He's always kind of on it with Minecraft or whatever, whenever we, we play. So, but, you know, whatever, we'll figure it out, get one at some point. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about a really, really anticipated game. Um, we've held this one off for a long time. I'm sure we have some great memories on this one. Everybody that's listening to, I'm sure everybody knows this game, GoldenEye 007 on the N64. Um, we're going to talk about some of our experiences with that one. Uh, we all played it together. I know, um, maybe not all at the same time, but at some point I play with you clear and certainly play with Mm -hmm. you coach. Um, but, uh, before that, in the news world, uh, as you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out just recently. Well, it's been out for almost a month now, I think, or right at that time. And yep. tomorrow, which would be November 27th, they are going to open up the online side of it, and it's only in beta form. Now, the kicker to that is, and we've posted on our Facebook about it, 
A kicker to that is, is if you don't have the Ultimate Edition, you will not get to play the beta tomorrow. So they're basically doing kind of a tiered release. If you have the Ultimate Edition, you get to play Day 1 beta. And then if you have Special Edition or Limited Edition, you get to play the next day and then so on. Basically, so it's just one day? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's basically. So what well, the way they said it is, and also too, even with GTA Online, technically GTA Online is still beta. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, <laughs> but I might be wrong about about that because, or they were in beta for forever. But anyways, it's you're basically gonna. This is when the online is gonna start. The beta once it goes off of beta, it, you'll still just be playing the same character and everything. So it's not like a normal traditional beta where you just test a board or whatever and then. That's it. So it'll well, be what starting I'm saying now. Is uh, so you got the whatever the ultimate edition. They get for a head one start. day, just one day head start, and then the next yeah, day. So that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, so about day three or four, a regular guy like exactly. Me. Yeah, like we'll day, to play it. yeah, day, either day two or day three. I don't know if they're just letting the Ultimate Edition people go and then everybody else, or if it's Ultimate Edition, then the Limited Edition, then, then the regular. Yeah, because so it could be either way. Just, you know, pay attention to that if you've got the game ready to play it. So, um, in other okay, news, too. I thought it was something else when you were telling me earlier a little bit about it. I thought it was like going to be like, you know, two, three weeks. And no, then it's the just next early access. Yeah. It's just early access by a couple of days, so. But um, you know, other um, also in the news is uh, Bethesda's getting hit really bad for Fallout seventy six, so getting tons of bad press. It's only been out for what a week, and they've already price dropped it twice. Yeah. Um, people have gone into stores to ask for refunds. There's videos of guys destroying Game Stops because they GameStop won't give them a refund on the game. There's um, even even now I read on my, on my oh yeah there's a video it's pretty hilarious this guy just goes ballistic in a GameStop because he can't get his money back for the game and it's Fallout seventy six's fault yeah so um, uh, right now it looks like there's a lawsuit being put together on uh, Bethesda for deceptive practices. Um, deceptive marketing practices saying that they said the game was one thing and then when everybody got it, it was another. So I don't know who bring, who's bringing that lawsuit. Uh, let me see if I got it right here again. I don't even Thank remember you. seeing anything about what they said it was. They just said, hey, Fallout 76 is coming out. Yeah, I mean, it was just like that. And, and so I'm like... I guess they let people assume that what they wanted to assume. Exactly. It's a lot of assumption about how it should have been, about what it should have been. And it's really... The the game's really hurting Bethesda and their um their whole setup. So, um, I mean, if you for, spend enough time on like a new Fallout, like a Fallout uh, Five, then dude, they're going to, you know, they're going to advertise it and everything as a new new Fallout. They're not just going to go, hey, by the way, we're releasing a Fallout in a couple months. Yeah, here's the here's the headline to it. it says Fallout seventy six concerns prompt law firm to investigate Bethesda for deceptive trade practices. So I just don't understand what they deceived yet, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows why they're doing it? Who, uh, you know, it's people like to sue people for whatever nowadays, and it's just it's crazy. But you know, everything that I've heard, it sounds like Fallout seventy six is kind of a flop in the gaming world. Um, not many people are playing it. Uh, the one video that I did think was funny is when a group of people dropped three nukes at one time and crashed the server for uh, for Fallout seventy six. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. hilarious. They they crashed yeah, yeah, it out. No, that, so that was uh, that was awesome. 
We're going to all get it, and we're just going to figure out how we can mess this game up. And then sue them for making it so it's too easy to break. Yeah, so that's what's happening there. And then Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's dropping December 7th. So that's the next big game on the horizon. And it doesn't seem like any other crazier news in gaming is going on right now. There's been, there was a ton of Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales. So hopefully you've got some good stuff. I finally get picked up God of War, got it for like 20 bucks. Um, I mean, you have, they're having killer sales on some games and great sales that, on controllers. That, so that, that, that was a steal. Oh yeah. Amazon had it for $17. That's the game of the year, man. Yeah. yeah. No so I'm, ex- I'm excited to get on it, it and play it. it. it, it except for you have to... What, what's this new game that the, the teeny boppers are playing? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite, yes. It's winning everything. But it came out it, last it, year, it, technically. But, 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 but it's overshadowing everything. Like God of War... Um, Red Dead and all this. Red 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 Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, every, everything. Well, Fortnite is somehow in in the the. I mean, it's getting some uh, all the you know Facebook or YouTube or all this, and it's just a competitive game so people can play it and uh, be watching different experience. Well, yeah, that and they've got all the pop pop culture reference stuff in there. They put all the dance moves from pop culture in there. I mean, you can get the Carlton dance move. You can get all kinds of just random stuff in there. I mean, even uh, who was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't even think of it. Uh, somebody was upset and uh, that they were using some of their stuff in the in in it. So it's one of those things where Fortnite is just a pop big pop culture reference right now. And I have a feeling that it, it doesn't have the longevity of like some of these other games do. So hold on one second, man. My mouse is jacked up. Dude, Apple has just like I got this iMac and it's new. Uh, I mean, I had it for four months. And like this, the Bluetooth just constantly drops out of it. I mean, you, it loses connectivity with the mouse. And I guess this Magic Keyboard is supposed to be um, Bluetooth as well. But it's just like, I mean, I got to go. Get, I'm going to go get a wired mouse to hook up to it. Like I got a little one I got now. It's my wife's. Just get you a, just, just get you a PC, just get you a PC mouse and hook up right now. Oh, I got it now. But, um, man, it's just like that, dude. I mean, it's like Steve Jobs would never put up with this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now that he's gone, it's just like everybody's just getting lazy. Well, once he passed away, his his products went to crap. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, dude, it's, but it's not good. Uh, I, I, I've, I've watched a, uh, a presentation yesterday about, like, uh, about Steve Jobs and... Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yes. He's not the guy who comes up with the idea. No, yeah, no. He's, he, he, he's the guy who, who propagates the idea. He's the front man. And, and the, these guys are, they're not the next generation as far as ideas. They're just marketers. Right. And, and, and the people behind the scenes are the Wozniaks. They are yeah. the... Uh, it's like uh, Bill yeah. Burr said. Like, what did he? What did this guy do? What did he actually do? He says. Then he, you know, he comes out. All these, you know, all these nameless, faceless people that actually got it done. And then here comes Steve Jobs at the nerd convention 
walking out with no belt and sneakers on like it was no big deal. <laughs> it's funny, man. But uh, but I know what you're saying. But I'm but it is noticeable that uh, the the MacBook Pro that I had, I think I got it in like 2011, man, and it was solid. It's now starting to go down, but um, and this iMac has been had bugs in it all the time. And it's, but as soon as I re- op- downloaded a new OS for the MacBook, it just slowed it down to almost. You got to leave it on for like. 30 minutes before you can actually use it. Yeah. And so anyway, dude, I get off track, but it's just, it needs to be said. Somebody needs to proclaim this and call it for what it is because my next computer might be a PC. Heck, my next computer, my next computer is going to be another build your own. Heck, that's what I did. I built my last PC. I'm going to build another one. Well, I hope you use Windows. No, heck, I might use Ubuntu or Linux or something like that and get away from all of that junk. What were you so about, back to the news? You were talking about uh, Fortnite and Game of the Year, God of War. Yeah, basically, you know, talking about how Fortnite is just a fad game. You know, I think it's I think it's gonna gonna run its course and not or you know not have the longevity of some of the other games that do. It's gonna it's gonna run its course. Um, but uh, I mean, they'll still have something else come out until until the next big thing comes out. But this whole battle royale is. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a big fad. I think yeah. everybody agrees to that. It's That's a big fad. Well, just, just the fact that they made a brand new Black Ops 4 that has no campaign. Yep. It's just, it's Battle Royale, mm-hmm. you know. On, I, I'm not. That's not something I'm interested. Well, I mean, I'm not going to buy. I mean, there's even you there's know? there's even rumors that they're going to put a battle royale mode into Destiny, and I'm like, that's a ridiculous <laughs> idea. So I mean, there's this whole battle royale thing is just the super big fad right now. Yeah. I mean, I will say PUBG is coming finally to PS4. I'm gonna pick it up and play it because I think PUBG looks a little more fun than Fortnite. I mean, Dude. I'm not into I'm not into this whole building stuff to get around and all that. I just want to shoot at people. PUBG may have shot themselves in the foot. Being I don't know what deal they had with Microsoft, but dude, it's a, almost too little, too late, dude. Because I think because everybody's saying like you were talking about, Coach. I mean, it was like months before the release. I mean, I guess it's always months before the release. It's about a two-year development cycle for these Black Ops games. But I thought I remember it being like, you know, three or four months where they're like, okay, we're scrapping the campaign. So they had to have a lot of it done. And now we're going to do a battle mm-hmm. royale. So we, we're scared we're going to lose out to Fortnite. And uh, I think that was a foul. Um, they say it's fun, though. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. But uh, PUBG, I mean, dude, I was pumped to play it when you were talking about it, I mean, a year ago, uh, Clear. I know. I was excited, too, hoping that it and didn't have it. But it had I a played one-year Fortnite, ex- and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it had a one-year exclusivity on it with the Xbox. And so, it seems so much longer. Well, the thing is with, uh, with PUBG... It was in its beta phase for so long, and PS4 is really bad about not wanting to have a full-blown ga- game on it that's in beta. That's actually you're actually playing, you know, the entirety of. Um, so that's kind of kind of one of the issues there that hurt PUBG. Here's but, the thing that Fortnite did: they they made you pay for the beta. If you yeah. wanted to play a year early, you had to pay sixty dollars for the game. And then now yep. it's free to... I mean, there's certain modes for it. I'm not even sure how it all works right now, but uh, I played it. I was not a fan of the um, Battle Royale. I mean, maybe it was just so blown up. I mean, it's... I, I don't really care for it, but, um, you know, I'm kind of like that with all first-person shooters now. Yeah, the those, most part. I mean, it's... First-person shooters have been, like, the thing for how long now? I mean, we were playing 
uh, first person shooters Golden a knife. lot. So, yeah, Golden exactly. I mean, we're talking console one. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about one. And I, I was about to drop that bomb. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, first person shooters have been around for a really long time, especially online. When you're looking at you know ones that we played like SOCOM and things like that, it's just. I don't know. They, 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 to me, they're starting to run their course. People are starting to kind of waver on them, but yet they're still making money. So, well, first-person shooters are. I mean, they're they're good games. I mean, like Doom was. I'm looking forward to Doom Two, Rage Two. I think those are awesome games, uh, and they're by ID. Um, and so, I mean, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, Doom is phenomenal. I'm not. I am not a Doom fan. I mean, I played it. You know, if the old games, and it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's kind of come, came and went. And then this new one they had out was sick. I enjoyed every minute of mm-hmm. that game. Uh, and so and I'm looking forward to Doom 2. Because the guy, I mean, Carmack, dude, all he cares about is fun factor. Yeah. And Rage is like a real-life Borderlands. It's not like, it's not a cell-shaded border, but it's a, it's a good one. It's like that kind of leveling system and everything. Yeah, see, I loved regular old plain Doom. That was great. Put in the code for God mode and go to town. Yeah. That that was it. That was it. I remember in 1998, whenever I connected to my neighbor with my phone line to play <laughs> Doom. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, just... And, and it is exactly the same timeline as when um, GoldenEye was... But you're, you're talking about two computers talking to each other. You yeah. know like 1500 yards away and i feel like i broke the world yeah whenever i shot my neighbor (laughs) on my computer (laughs) while he was on his you know what i'm saying it 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 was well so it's more so me and lp so this is kind of related to going like you're saying uh me and lp I'd go over there, and, and we first we had to go by local link and let Trip hook us up across. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, oh, what's it called? A cross. Uh, uh, cross co- is it a? Uh, I can't remember. Crossover. It's, it's just a crossover it's, cable. It's crossover cable, and I don't remember if it's a uh, if it's a specific type. No, it's just a crossover cable. And we had a crossover cable, so that way I could share um, my. I got the game, and I moved it over to his. You know, we'd play. I moved Call of Duty over. Uh, Doom and all this. Anyway, we played Doom. We played. Um, it was a. Uh, I think it was a Ghost Recon. We played, but the, the the big thing for that though, like you're saying, uh, Coach, is that it was not a split screen. I couldn't see what he was doing. You know, it was the that's yeah, a, it was your screen. That is a whole different world from where we came from. Because yeah. even Goldeneye, no <laughs> all the split screen, and you're so used to looking at the screen, it's just like it. I remember me and Bradshaw in our apartment in college, we got like a TV tray and I, I looked at the TV where it was, uh, it split down the middle and that TV tray set up exactly at the split. If you just moved it up to the TV. So I was like, dude, we put like a sheet over it and one dude was laying on his stomach playing. And another dude was over the top playing, mm-hmm. but you just couldn't see the screen. This is a big deal, man. <laughs> it is. You can't send, you hear a silencer and you're like, Oh, where's that coming from? I don't know. You know, you can't look and see. <laughs> So, uh, <clears throat> so you got to keep that in mind when we're talking about this, because that was a that was a deal. But it's like you said, when you got it on another playing yeah. somebody else from somewhere else, it's awesome. X Band did that back in the day. Yep, we talked about that for a brief second. Um, it wasn't a first person shooter, but it was Mario Kart Golden or uh, it was any game. Killer at that time, Instinct. Though. Well, it wasn't every any game. Well, you had so, you had so many that you could do. I mean, heck, it felt like any game. 
you know, it's like right. six games. I mean, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was good. Like even Mortal Kombat, it ran super slow, but it was just cool just to play somebody on your own screen. But uh, <clears throat> now you take it for granted. Now you got battle royales with a hundred people playing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so let's just go ahead and jump into Goldeneye, man. Um, so this game is known, man. If anybody's played Nintendo 64, you played Goldeneye. I mean, no doubt about it. Nintendo 64 library is not very big. I think it's 280-something games. But um, this one, Goldeneye, is made by Rare, um, published by Nintendo, and release date August 25th, 1997. And that was two years after the movie Goldeneye came out. Mm-hmm. And we're already acclimated now to know a movie game is going to suck. You know, it's just like nobody, it's just a money-making cash grab. But... <laughs> This is two years later. Nintendo did not like the development. It's supposed to be an on-rail shooter at one time. They were, it was actually supposed to be released for the Super Nintendo as a 2D platformer. They changed it to an on-rail shooter like Virtual Cop. And then they made it an open uh, run-around uh, shooter. Uh, Nintendo didn't like the direction it was going. I can't remember exactly why they stopped funding it. And the rare employees pulled it together. And funded it on their own. It was actually by, uh, let me see, guy named, but the director was Martin Hollis. And uh, it was a team that was just kind of inexperienced when they were making it. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a little snippet right here I got. Uh, GoldenEye 007 was developed over a period of two and a half years by an inexperienced team led by Martin Hollis, who previously worked on the coin out version of Killer Instinct, uh, par- partially conceived as on rail shooter inspired by Sega Virtual Cop. Being uh, before being resigned as a free-roaming shooter. The game was highly acclaimed by the gaming media and sold over 8 million copies worldwide, making it the third best-selling N64 game ever. That's insane, considering that it's a game that's developed by a team that was inexperienced and it had you know had several revisions to it. That's pretty, pretty cool that it got all the way to the third best-selling game on the N64. So Mario 64 is the number one. Mario Kart 64 is number two. Goldeneye is number three. Like you said, beat Zelda and Smash Bros. Uh, both Zeldas, which, of course, Majora's Mask came out a little late. Didn't really uh, do real well. But, um, yeah, so inexperienced. So what does this really mean? I mean, to me, this is a, a telltale sign of something that I kind of believe in. Um it's basically, I mean, why are they doing it? I mean, Rare had been around for a long time. I don't know why they got this team to do Goldeneye. They're like, whatever, man, go slap Goldeneye on it and um, and make something. It make, they were probably trying to do a cash grab, but this team said, you know what, we're going to make a good game and uh, take some time on it. And the point I'm getting at it is, it's made, it seems like it's made by gamers, not by somebody that's just trying, trying like like EA or Activision, you know? Yeah, it's they're made, not trying to make that by, money. CD Projekt Red or uh, ID Software, right? So, you know, just as an example of games made for gamers. Um, there was another one I was thinking of in my head, but I can't remember. I was going to say Bethesda, but after all their drama here re- recently. No, Bethesda is still good. I, I'll still give Bethesda a pass. But, um, you know, Rockstar, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's uh it seems like it was made for them. And then they, they threw in that multiplayer last minute. And everybody remembers the multiplayer. So let me give you my first experience with the game, and then we'll go around the, the, the room here. So I was over at my cousin's house. 
I got. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I got. I was going to tell. You, I was going to tell a joke and say I was. I'm going to have to. We were off in a. Uh, we were off in um, in a electrical trades with Mr. Dixon, and uh, so Mr. Dixon would always ask everybody. He said, "If you were in a town, it's not a joke or a riddle or anything. I don't know why he would ask it. He's like, if you were in a town, and uh, everything was locked, you know, like it was just after hours. It's like two in the morning." You didn't know anybody. You couldn't go to anybody's house. He didn't say everything was locked. It's just a standard business hours for different types of business. A small town. Where would you go to spend the night? And most people say, you know, I'd go to a church or whatever because the church is unlocked or whatever. And so the big thing was be like, no, you go to a graveyard because you go to sleep in a graveyard. Nobody's going to come to you and mess with you. And so at, (laughs) at one point, like the home ed, home ec class had to come into the electrical trays with us. And, um, this girl come in there and Mr. Dixon asked her, Hey, if you could be in a room or if you had to stay in a town and you didn't know anybody where, and you couldn't go anywhere, where, where would you spend the night? And she going to just, without missing a beat, my cousin's house. <laughs> it's like what? And Pokey was in there. And he's like, and Pokey's like, she's gonna say my cousin's house. <laughs> oh my gosh! So every time I say my, every time, and then that happened like nineteen ninety six or seven, dude. My cousin, <laughs> without missing a beat, didn't even think it was nothing to it, and went back and sat down. But uh oh my gosh. So no, I was at my cousin's house. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean, every time I never forget that. I never forget the look on her face and everything. But anyway, I was uh at my cousin's house and uh Randy's <laughs> or, or John. John was playing the game. And I was like, Man, what game is this? He's like, Oh, it's Goldeneye. And he just was going through on the facility, going through those vents and had that Cougar Magnum out. And uh, I said, man, just fire the gun, dude. Just shoot it. And it does that, you know, and it, and it shows the bullet hitting the wall. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it leaves a bullet hole. And, you know, we've never seen anything like that. Like, oh, my gosh, dude, this is sick. Then he pulled out the one with the silence. And you're, you know, and he did even better. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He said, well, let's play multiplayer. And he pulled out that um, RCP90 or whatever it is. Pull that claw. What you RC-90. talking about? RC90. <laughs> They put out that RC90 and, just, and dude, I was just like about to lose it, dude. I said, dude, I got to get this game. There's no doubt in my mind I got to get this game. And, and I could, and I got it and I loved every minute of it. But anyway, that was my first experience. What, uh, Clear, what about you? Um, I'm trying to remember my first experience. I think it'd probably have to be probably when you got the game because I'm trying to remember any other time before that and I think my first time was coming over to your house and playing the game with you and probably your sister and your girlfriend at the time and all that and playing then I mean that's I think that's pretty much my you know some of my first experiences there and I remember the club one of the worst guns but one of the best guns we probably tricked you into using it probably so (laughs) that club's a good gun clear get that one probably (laughs) my little gullible self probably picked it up and tried <laughs> no, to use it and got obliterated the 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 club is the very that that's what i remember my first memory of the game was whenever i rolled up on that dude you know it's 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 established amongst the player base that the club is the worst going <laughs> right and then i see this dude come up 
with two claws <laughs> yeah. like this. Dude. <laughs> he's got he got two claws with it with his arms crossed. <laughs> she's holding one sideways and yeah. one straight up. Yeah, that, when, he's gonna when, look when good, good shooting it. When, when your enemy is is your worst enemy is using the worst gun possible when he's sitting here like this <laughs> with two claws. Crossed. <laughs> I forgot he crossed it. Man, he would he would he would kill you in like sixty seconds. Your whole your eyes are supposed to be just sparking up. And it's like like you you as a player can use two clubs but you can't cross your arms. Like, like and, and they don't shoot half sideways. as good as what his did. You know that 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 dude that dude had two claws, <laughs> crossed arms. He, he would he would drain your life in like thirty seconds. Yeah. So that gun was supposed to be a scorpion, and they were going to name the guns after uh, you know obviously the AK forty seven. They call it the KF seven. You know, just name them off something different. They t- they went from the scorpion to the spider, and then they changed it to the claw because it's named after one of the developers, <laughs> Ken Lobb. He was with Nintendo for a long time. He did a good job. All these little video... I didn't, nobody knew who he was until um, Nintendo started releasing these video. Uh, you know, before they had YouTube and Twitter and all this, they just had a little uh, videotape they sent out to all the subscribers. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a, it's like a junk email but it was junk mail, you know, but it was actually good, but it was a video game or a, excuse me, a VHS tape of all the upcoming Nintendo 64 games. And Ken Lobb was always in there. <laughs> and so that's how I know Ken Lobb, but the game, <laughs> like you were saying with the club, when you play two players, it's hard to, um, my son's been playing it with me and uh, he's always like, I can't find a gun. I can't oh! find a gun. And so they have, uh, they start you on the club sometimes and just mm-hmm. so you'll pick it up and use it, but you will rock somebody the whole time. It's somebody will be shooting the wall. You, 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 need to send me the VHS of 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 a successful run of a club. That didn't exist. The 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 club on VHS. It just sounds terrible too. Send me that club. Oh god, you picked up the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got it taped on VHS dual wielding clubs <laughs> on the VHS tape well what made it bad was is, you, know, you got the split screen with this game so when you saw that when you saw your buddy pick up the club you die out laughing and you know he's about to oh, die man. you'd rather, you'd rather you him pick that up than slap you, you know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> you come and chop me up you shoot me with a club I'll, you know, I'll be good for a while it, it, it was four screens yeah. if anybody saw somebody pick up a club everybody else would just look down to the ground <laughs> it, it made your head hang on the game everybody's head just hangs down uh, everybody lined up like a firing squad on the dude too <laughs> just trying to just, just, just kill me now <laughs> kill me now so but anyway um, I went back and played this for this uh, review here and um, I thought I had it pulled up, and now I'm going to have to pull it back up. But uh, I went back and, and uh, played it. And on modern screens, there's a little problem. And so I was going to do a playthrough of this uh, and put it on YouTube. And I am. But I don't know when that's going to come out because 
it just looks terrible now. And I mean, I don't even mean the way the Nintendo 64 looks. I mean, um, just the way that uh, it's whole, the it's uh, anti-aliasing and all this kind of just technical stuff that makes it look super blurry. That it doesn't translate over. It was never meant to be played on a modern HD teen, uh, screen, obviously. So um, it just looks so bad. I don't know if I'm going to do it until I get either a Raspberry Pi or get a uh, HDMI uh, hookup on the um, N64. Is a way you can modify it and do it that way. But anyway, um, I went back and played it, and there's so many levels that I'd forgotten about altogether. I mean, how, how many levels do you remember, uh, Coach? Well, well, well I, I will tell you, like, I, I watched a full playthrough. Okay. And 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 the stuff off, off in the cut, like in the side, it looks just like EverQuest. <laughs> the, like, yeah, at first. Not, not 1998 is when I would, you know, put, put, put this... Uh, in the in the Realm whole game that. spectrum, yeah, and it's like as long as everything in front of you, like your gun, your sword, your whatever it is, in your first person, as long as that looks good, everything in the side can look like dog. And I remember that, but because in in James Bond. The, those those side screens look just like they did in EverQuest. You know, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly it's like, what you're talking it's like, about. Like, on like too. what 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 you're looking at in your uh, periphery on the left. Th- those trees look just like they do in 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 James Bond. Well, you probably watched the playthrough the same one I did, and it's uh that was done on a. On a, got a, it's on a computer, and so it has the HDMI or it has a updated, scaled up, and you got some. When you scale it up, it just rounds it off better. I mean, if you go play it on a regular Nintendo sixty four, it looks blurry. And I remember back in two thousand when PlayStation two came out. You remember when PlayStation two came out? They were hard to find at first. They sold mm-hmm. out all the time, um, and so they were going for like a thousand dollars on eBay. There's like a $300 system or something. Um, it was going for a thousand dollars in 2000. And, um, Mike's girlfriend bought him one off of eBay. And, uh, she also got him a sailboat for like Valentine's day, dude. I don't know what she did, man, but it was, just, <laughs> she, he, he had it going, but, uh, and so we played it <laughs> and, um, we played, uh, just PlayStation two. And then we always played Goldeneye. And so let's go back and play Goldeneye. We did. And we were kind of looking at each other like, Dude, is this, is this look right, man? It's like, it looks so unclear, you know? And it did because we're so, so some of this is just us being spoiled by the new graphics. But, um, you know, I don't have an old little, you know, RCA TV or whatever it would be, uh, uh, AV plugs in the back and all this to just play it on, you know, one of those tube TVs. But, um, to, to know for sure, but I do got an S video TV. So mine's it's old. It's a 2006 TV. Um, and I've played it on S video and that, that gets it going as about as good as it can, but I just can't capture it on S video. I got to have an HDMI. I'm sorry. I have to laugh real quick because she's like, you saying you have an old TV that's in two, that's a 2006 model TV. 
And I'm like sitting here thinking, I'm like, that's an old TV. I was like, man, I was at my in-laws house just a couple days ago and they got a TV that's still working tube TV from the 1990s. And I'm like, that's an old TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, so this just shows you this TV has S video, has fiber optics. It has uh, composite in the back. It has HDMI. It has, uh, I think it has AV and it has a, uh, uh, RF, you know, you just have to screw yeah. that in the back, like a cable. They all have that. But um, nowadays, you can only get HDMI, and you'll get a USB or two on the back. You can, I, the new TV I bought didn't even have composite or anything on the back. This TV still has the UHF plug, the coaxial plug, the uh, the AV plugs, and that's it. There's no S-Video because S-Video was a step up at that time. I mean, it's an old TV. <laughs> My first TV had to get an adapter so you could hook an RF or a coaxial mm-hmm. up to it. That's I remember. You had to hook the antenna wires up to the back of that thing. Mm-hmm. Dude. My first TV, you had to walk up to it and turn the dial to change the TV channels. <laughs> you turn it off, you wait a minute, a white dial will start coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tube warm up. <laughs> I can't wait to see that white dot, boy. That's the best part about watching TV is turning it off. <laughs> I remember that. My grandmother's. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that ca- uh, recorded. But yeah, it looks it looks uh it looks a lot different. And um, but it is right when I started the controls. It's got to be said. It's so let me just say this: there was no shooters, first person shooters on consoles at the time. Um, you had you know I'm sure you had Counter Strike. That was like '95. You had uh, Doom. Yeah, Wolfenstein. Doom. Doom and and 007 were the only first-person shooters that were available to the general public for a very long time. And Wolfenstein, um, yeah. mm -hmm. That that was all all you had for a very long time. Wolfenstein was like the first one. And then they just improved on it with Doom. That's the same Mm -hmm. company, ID again. Um, And then GoldenEye comes out. And it tries to say we can do it on these consoles, and the N sixty four, the controller, you know, had the one analog stick in the middle, and that looked at everything. So this is a, so I'm just kind of thinking out loud here because the trigger shoots right, trigger. but you have the, the the little one analog stick, and that looks the that looks the sights everywhere. And except for when you push up, you bought your guy moves forward, push back, he backs up left and right, moves the. Uh, he turns so he doesn't strafe like modern ones. And so uh, now you, in modern shooters, your left stick moves your guy up, back, side to side. And then uh, your right stick controls the sights. So it's the dual sticks. So um, it's a little bit different. but So they had to kind of do that. And you can tell that the, the difficulty level is built around kind of crappy controls. Because if you do, like we were talking about clear, get it on your retro pie and in, in this map you're ps4 controller to it you can just you'll probably dominate that's what that mm-hmm. playthrough i guarantee that guy had that going because you can just point you know you kind of get more control of it. it has really good aim assist and all that but but anyway so nobody knew how to play it and you go back and play these play it with the controls nowadays it's difficult man i mean it's hard i remember me and bullet would always be slaying each other in multiplayer and uh i can't even hit my son on the game hardly <laughs> yeah so, um, but yeah, the controls, man, are one thing. It takes some getting used to at first. And uh, while I was trying to get used to it, it just, you know, I didn't know if the game stood up. But once you got used to it again, man, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. 
Uh, I enjoyed playing it, and I played all the way to the jungle, got killed by Xenia, or whatever her name is, and uh, she had a rocket launcher and just started blasting me. Well, she didn't kill me. She did, uh, didn't kill me. I died, uh, Natalia got killed or something, but I didn't feel like doing it over. And um, Well, so, I mean, it's funny to think about it, too, because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, playing there with the, uh, with the analog stick and the single analog stick. Whereas most of the first-person shooters we play now have two of them, so it's just fu- it's just weird to think that we played a game with a single analog stick, you know, basically a single type of movement. I think the analog stick just moved the gun, and so it's just kind of weird to think that you know that's how we used to play first-person shooters, or that's how we played you know one of the first biggest first-person shooter, and that's just yep. like so like backwards to me. And if you remember uh, this on SOCOM, this is what I was thinking about when I was telling you this. SOCOM had a control style called Sure Shot, and that's what I mm-hmm. used. And Sure Shot was exactly like Goldeneye for some uh. to, to a some degree. It was still dual, mm-hmm. but it was more like that than even people would play it. And like X was shoot. Like you had to take your finger off the thing and push X to shoot. It's kind of weird. But I used to slay with that man. Um, and then I tried to switch to where R two was shoot, and I could it messed me up. Yeah, no, my my was lefty on that one. So I, yeah, you I, did, you did, a, you did like the one guy that used the lefty controls. Pretty on. much the only person that I knew that used lefty and loved it. It it, it was perfect for me. <laughs> Coach, you got an N sixty four. I had one at Jones. Well, you don't have it <laughs> now. But you, you know, I remember the N sixty four. Do you remember how revolutionary that controller was? Yep. It's it, analog. It, yeah, you you couldn't. It, you couldn't play any game holding it in a conventional manner. You either well, you had to hold it, you know. Each ends or a middle and one end. It, right. It was it, it was it, revolutionary and polarizing all at the same time because it's like you look at it and it's like, who in the world's got a third hand? You know. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's like, what are you going to play it with me and well, one other person? It's going to be like a one and a half player game. I mean, it's it, it was crazy. I mean, I remember first time looking at it, it's just like, ugh. Yeah, it did throw me off first time I looked at the controller. I was kind of like, this is kind of weird, but um, it worked. I mean, it's the first analog control. You had Mario sixty four running around in a circle, and everybody's like, oh my god. I mean, this is stuff like this is groundbreaking stuff, man. Yeah, I don't I know mean, if I don't know if Coach mentioned it on a previous podcast or if it was just in one of our conversations. But if you look at the the middle stick, the the middle part of the N sixty four, that's the Wii nunchuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little middle part of it. Yeah, the middle part that has the analog and the trigger. Yeah. That's that's part of the Wii Nunchuck. And everybody's talking about how groundbreaking it is, but I think about it. Atari had an analog stick just so you could spin your little guy around and battle all day Mm -hmm. long. But uh, analog is more than just 360 movement. It's it's Mm -hmm. a, uh, if you barely push forward, your guy barely walk Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. I'm just trying to make a little joke there. But anyway, so... Let's talk about these stages real quick on Goldeneye, see if you remember. So we have the dam level at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody remembers that when you get the sniper rifle, shoot down the tunnel. Then you got the facility next. That's my favorite one. I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite. That's where you also get the invincibility cheat if you can finish it in 2 minutes and 14 seconds. And uh, you started off and you went through the uh, little vents and you pointed your, your gun down at the dude in the bathroom's head every time. Yep. And shot him with a silencer. And then you got the runway. Um, that one is the one where you get the, the uh, 
All you got to do is get to the plane, pretty much. You got the, the tank there. You can go get a tank. And then you got the surface, which is the snowboard with a sniper rifle. And then bunker, where you got to take pictures of uh, the big computer screen. You meet Boris. Launch silo, where you're just going through the silo. Uh, can, can, can we stop for just a minute? Yeah. Do you remember laying up in that air conditioner duck and trying to aim your gun at the guy taking a piss? Yeah, that's what I just said. Everybody did that. Oh, man. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that was one of the first times that, that you used the uh, the aiming. Silencer. Aiming. Oh mechanism. yeah, the R two. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, it well, kind of set you up for that. They knew you were going to do that. Yeah, because that 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 guy there there was no reason that guy would be there other than for you to kill him. Yep. You know, yep. Perfect point. Yeah. So, yep. So then you got the uh, bunker, the frigid, uh, frigate. Sorry, first. Then you go back to the surface. Another snow level. The frigate was cool. So the frigate and the um, frigate was awesome. Where you got all, where, where you one. got off the little boat. Yep. Mm-hmm. The frigate wasn't in the movie, and um, there's another one that wasn't in the movie. Ted, Ted, tell me this: Did did y'all play the game before you ever watched the movie? I think I watched actually watched the movie. I, 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 no, I, think, I, I think I did play the game first because I went back. Yeah. No, I think I watched the movie first because I know I went back and watched the movie after playing the game and realized how much it syncs up. After I, I wasn't a James Bond fan, and I remember playing the game before I watched the movie. I'm, I'm yeah. the same way, Jonathan. I I, I, I played the game for so m- much, and then I went and watched the movie, and I was like, God, they really did mm-hmm. this great. Yeah. That this yeah, was just that, like it. this is the most perfect um, game, um, you know adaptation. Yeah, it's probably adaptation. one of the first movie games that I was like, "Wow, it actually is a movie game." It's not. <laughs> it, it, was, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. So the frigate and the jungle, I think, are the two that aren't in the uh, movie. But anyway, I'm just saying the statue park, military archive, streets, depot, the train. See, that, I forgot about these. The control center. The last few levels are really good. You got to fight him on the antenna. Yeah, that's the uh, one the I, I remember. The antenna. Yeah, I remember that that board. Oh, yeah. We 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 played that that uh that antenna for like three oh, yeah. weeks at Jones trying to <laughs> break, break the time trial. Oh that, my that, yeah, that, The cradle. The cradle. Yeah, yep, the <laughs> cradle. Is such a pain. The invincibility is one I wanted so bad, man, and I got it. I'm gonna, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, you can play it. There's no achievements or anything, you know, to cheat. It doesn't hurt you to do it. You can just have invincibility. Mm-hmm. I got to go back and try to do that just so I can finish the thing. It was so, it was so bad that this was like 1998, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and we're we're trying to 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 finish these time trials. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool to have that those cheats in the game. You had to finish it either on agent or depending on. So, when you finish the stage, it would tell you. Um, <clears throat> it kind of give you a hint at the time it took you to finish, and then the something like target time or something like that. If, mm-hmm. if say, let's say let's say you finish it in agent and there's no cheat there, it would just say time it took to finish and then quickest time or something like that, and it would be the exact same. 
But if the secret, and so then you had to go back and play it in super or secret agent and say that's where the cheat was, it would give you that target time. And so then you knew, oh, I got to beat that target time. Then I'm going to get a cheat. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll say new cheat unlocked. And you can just go in there and, and use it whenever you want to. Um, not whenever you want to, but before you start a stage. But um, it's uh, it's pretty cool that they that they did it that way. They did a, One of the things I've mentioned is that the explosions are like, just ridiculously slow and like large, you know, explosions. <laughs> Everything's mm-hmm. explodable too. Like you can shoot a desk chair and then it'll Ooh. blow up. <laughs> and, uh, and do you remember coach at Jones? I don't know if you remember this. This is where the gagoon come from. <laughs> you know, yeah. And like, uh, we were, uh, it was on that, it was on the bunker where we were fighting. We put grenade launchers on it. We went out there to that helipad and you were on one side and I was on the other. And we like made a rule like, all right, you can't shoot, a regular gun, you got to shoot grenade launchers up in the air and lob them over like artillery. <laughs> and it's going, and he'd wait, and he'd go, good, good, and then it'd explode. And like, I would try to see where you are, and then you were doing it at me. And it was like, and I don't know why it was so funny, man. It was just so funny when they blew up, good, good, but uh, that's that was like getting the last bit of fun out of Goldeneye after you know, it was like 2000. And, 2000 i think or 99 99. but uh yeah yeah that was a lot of fun um another mechanic that they took out of the game which sounds cool but uh is that they had it the rumble pack you know if you shoot the gun Mm -hmm. the rumble pack like would rattle was really cool i mean it rattles like the the controller you didn't have vibration in controllers back then that was a new thing too yeah, I think it came with Star Fox 64, and you put it in Goldeneye, and, and the thing would rattle. You're like, oh, my gosh. But they were going to make it so real that when to reload your gun, you had to take the rumble pack out and put it back in. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was loading a clip. <laughs> and um, they took that out last minute because that would be terrible. And plus, if you're holding two clubs cross-handed, it's hard to, uh, to load it up. you got to get two controllers. you got to go cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, you got to just... <laughs> to get it back right back at it wow but um man it's just uh they took that out last minute too which is, did a good job with that too but far. um yeah but anyway man I, I you know goldeneye what can you say about it really it's just a classic game it's still a lot of fun to play i mean it's it's the one that really pushed first person shooters into the forefront Yep, third best-selling game on the N64. I got to tell you something. And Nintendo shut it down, so that that's interesting because uh, Nintendo is uh, still the king to this day of fun factor. Mm-hmm. And they see a game like this and they shut it down. You know, it's kind of, I guess it's easy to shut down when it's not yours. But uh, but anyway, now they did release a Wii version of a remastered or reimagining of Goldeneye 007. I haven't played it, but. Uh, Actually, I saw it at GameStop the other day, and I had it in my hand to go check out, but it was just the CD, and I hate when they have just the CD. I got to have the case and the book, especially mm-hmm. if it's a retro game. Yep. So it's cheap. I mean, it's like ten bucks. I'll just get it online. But but uh, now, Rare has been bought out by Microsoft, so that's why you will not see Goldeneye on N sixty four Mini, and honestly, you won't see any game on N sixty four Mini because they shut that down. They're not doing an N sixty four Mini. Do you know that? You think so? They're not. Uh, Reggie has said that they're not doing one. Uh, I don't believe it. So, but he says it's just supposed to be novelty to keep everybody uh, going while we wait and release the Nintendo Switch. And now that it's out, we're not 
we're not doing an N64 Mini. He said something politely to say we're not doing He didn't say we're not doing an N64 Mini, but he said something to politely let down the customers that don't expect an N64 Mini. But even if you do, GoldenEye will not be on it because it's owned by um, Microsoft now. And they could, they could do a deal or whatever, but if they already tried to shut it down before, they're probably not going to do a deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else? I mean, as far as GoldenEye, I mean, that's, I mean, I think we covered most of GoldenEye there. I mean, it's just a really fun first-person shooter game. All right, well, we'll shut that down. And just, guys, check out, we're doing a new thing, so I want to kind of let you guys know. We all got our channels now. Uh, Clear's got his. Uh, Hollywood Cole's got one. And also, of course, the H&K. Um, we will release this podcast on YouTube as a full podcast like we used to with no gameplay behind it. And at least until I can get some gameplay for GoldenEye. And then I'll probably take that other YouTube one off, the long play, or just the long one version. Uh, and just put the playthrough on there because we're starting to do that kind of thing. So there is, uh, I've already released a Castlevania Smooth Ramblings and a Until Dawn Smooth Ramblings. Uh, had Nick Thimianos on the on the uh, on the uh, Castlevania on Symphony of the Night and my wife Maiden Kane on the Until Dawn. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Spent a lot of time editing editing them. I really enjoy doing it. Um, just to have something out there for people to see, and it's just a lot of fun. You get to kind of kind of do that. And I look forward to doing it all the time. I got, I'm got. i going to probably go back and do some of these old podcasts and uh, put some gameplay behind them that we did. I'm working on a Dragon Warrior one now that we did back literally over a year ago yep. with us three. And just going to take probably 10 minutes of it, edit it all together to make it fluid and just put some gameplay behind it. Release it on the H&K channel. So we do got our individual YouTube channel. We're not going to stop doing podcasts for Podbean or anything like that. I, that's a whole different thing. I really like doing all these uh, podcasts. I'm sure Clear does as well. Definitely. But we do, we're just trying to, you know, the nat- next natural step is to do more on YouTube. So that's what we're doing. That's all it really is. Yeah. All we're wanting to do is grow and expand what we do. Um, Hollywood's going to be doing a little bit, uh, a little bit on the side with some of his. I've got some things in the works that I'm going to be doing that's going to grow the fireside chats actually into a different thing. Uh, fireside chats will still be going on, but I'll also have something different to go along with it. Uh, that'll be along with the video game playthroughs, kind of like that, and give you a nice little comic relief, more or less, on how dad gamers get to play games. So uh, that, I'll leave it at that. It'll be pretty funny. Uh, dropped that over to Hollywood not too long ago about the idea and the concept behind that one. So cool. So I was going to tell, I told you guys, I had to tell the audience here what happened on my Twitter in case uh, they missed it, which I'm sure definitely. Yeah. Oh, they missed it. (laughs) You're you're big 50 follow 15 followers. (laughs) So uh, lost fear. Like I was talking about Nintendo did a sale on it for 20 bucks. And I retweeted their tweet saying warning, um, get this game now. It'll be a collector's item later or something like that. And then they retweeted my tweet that I retweeted of theirs <laughs> with that on there. So it's really cool that Nintendo got to, that did that. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, that's like the biggest thing that's happened on YouTube. And then I put a picture of my cat, princess peach on <laughs> Twitter and nobody cared, uh, commented on it, but I didn't Poor hashtag it cat. Poor Princess Peach. Uh, So she was hiding in the Christmas tree. (laughs) I did the same thing on Instagram. Hmm. But um, but here's the thing, man. When I release, so I've I've learned this about this social media, dude. 
um, I released, you know, any smooth ramblings or whatever, and then I'll release it and it goes to YouTube. I'll look at YouTube's, the audience. I never really did this until you kind of told me about it, but look at the analytics of it. Four people is all that saw it. Mm-hmm. All that saw that tweet was four people. Every Anytime you do a self-promoting post, there's there's a million, there's a ton of research out there that says that if you do a page like we got, you're supposed to release, you know, 10 or whatever, you know, eight to 10, just it's all have fun post, video game related stuff, and then a promotion post. Mm-hmm. You don't just always promote yourself because people get turned off. They don't really, they don't want to deal with it. I don't know if that's true as much as Facebook and everybody else throttling those promotion posts back because we released anyone on the release to get 26 views out of 713. Mm-hmm. That's 3% uh, because they want you to pay for it. They want you to pay to advertise on their, on their stuff. And yep. we have no other way to let this be known other than social media. You know, we're not, we don't have a commercial or something. Where, where do you even put a commercial on at anyway? Yeah. Um, and so uh, for this type of stuff. So guys, we're relying on you guys. Please tell somebody about it. Uh, if you if you like it, tell them about what we're doing. Um, and uh, we really appreciate that. That's the only way we can advertise really is through word of mouth for mm-hmm. you, from you listeners and watchers on YouTube. I mean, that's why when I was out at L.A., I talked to those different uh, to those different gaming stores. That's why we have flyers up there is try to help spread word of mouth. There's a reason why anytime I go into a gaming store, chat up people. It's it's we're only doing it word of mouth, guys. And if you're not talking about our podcast, it's not spreading. So, you know, we thank you for listening, but talk about it. Let's spread it. And here's another thing that I was going to talk about on the news, too. It's not news, but uh, another thing I wanted to say was. GameStop, where we were there, we had a poster in the window at that GameStop. Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, at Dogwood in Jackson, Mississippi. And they took it down because now, game, and it wasn't just ours, it was anything local. And this is the dumbest business decision I've ever heard of because GameStop has now said, we're not doing anything local. We're not going to advertise we're- local. Yeah, we're only doing whatever corporate crap they want to do. GameStop, you need to be the neighborhood gamers game store, and now you're making yourself more corporate. And, and this is why this is why GameStop is going bankrupt. Because if you haven't been listening in the news, GameStop, Think Geek, that whole company is is, is losing money. They're 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 losing money left and right, and it's not because of the way the games are happening. Because if you look at Best Buy, Best Buy is actually selling a lot of gaming stuff, and they're not you know, cutting what they're doing in sales of, of, of games anymore. You know, other stores that do this and they're not cutting their sales. It's the way that GameStop's doing their business is hurting them because that advertisement like that would help them so much because it's like, okay, this can be the hub of each little local area of each local store could be the hub of, of interactivity, you know, talking to people about, Hey, you know, did you catch the podcast? Did you catch, you know, this con, did you catch the, you know, all of these different things and, and they're shooting themselves in the foot by not advertising or letting local advertisements hit in their stores. So, yep. So that's a file. And, you know, we almost went in there. I, we were kind of joking around when we went live to go in there and go, okay, well, um, let's go ask the guy why, he didn't uh, advertise our stuff. Why he took it down? The manager. But, you know, I'm sure it's a corporate rule. But uh, whatever. That's just, you wonder why you keep failing. Dumb business mm-hmm. decisions. Um, I guess somebody had to decide what they want to 
put, put in their window that is left on to the manager of that store and maybe put some inappropriate content or something. But, I mean, you could have some rules and regulations of the content that you will and will not put up. Exactly. But, you can screen you know, the content. I mean. Yep. So, but, you know, whatever. They're going to keep doing that. And it may turn me off of them a little bit, uh, to be honest. But uh, we need a new game store. We need some type of local chain that is going to be a, a game store for gamers by gamers type of thing. Well, I'd love to hit up the game exchanges we have around here. The only problem is, is they don't ever do new games. They only do old, you know, uh, used games. They're they're, used, yep. they're a used game store. So it it's good, but it kind of hurts them as well because um, until they're doing some of that new game stuff, it's not going to carry as much weight. But yep. still, if they would, you know, if they advertise, then you know that's a great thing. You know, that that could be a place to you know kind of use as a hub. All right, well, uh, Coach, you got anything, any parting words here? No, not really. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to, to, to y'all. Well. I mean, what, what, we're, what we're trying to promote is just like, it's like a dying, a dying. Uh, it is a dying art, dude. It, it really, really is. Dying industry. Yeah, it, it, it is, man, and it's sad. It, 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 it almost brings me to tears because... You, you can't you can't sell you know water to a uh, to a cactus uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I, 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 I was looking for it yeah. I was looking for it you, you, you can't sell gas to an oil refinery you know and, that, and that's kind of what what we're, the world we're living in now. We can go online, we can buy any game we want to, anytime we want to, probably cheaper than we could buy it at a video yep. game store. <clears throat> but video game stores still exist. The, the, that's the culture we want. But, yep. you know, how, how can you expect somebody to keep the lights on when... when everybody's undercutting them at every... Well, that's, a, that's right. But, I mean, that, you know how you do that? You build a relationship with your fans. Exactly. And they just shot themselves in the foot. That's my exact point, man. It's just... It's just a terrible. Yeah, they've, they've got a chance to. Yeah, they, they got a chance to build their fan base even stronger in the local area, and they won't even advertise for local. It's it, it's it's terrible. But. But anyway, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, or what you know, Facebook HNK EXP is kind of our thing on uh, YouTube as well. Send us a, a subscribe, a like, comments. They all help, guys, when you were talking about promoting um, and advertising. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw one of the videos that I had, it had like 30% recommendations. So, dude, that helps, man. Uh, yeah. I don't really exactly know what that means, but it sounds cool. Recommended mm-hmm. it for 30% of my f- watchers. So, that's a. Uh, that's a big deal, and it's a, a lot of it helps out a ton. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening, um, and we hope you guys are enjoying it. And yeah. um, and I'll drop one last piece of bit of news before we get off. To this is just this is something I saw while we we're sitting here doing the podcast. I saw it across my flipboard. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has leaked online, so that might affect uh, sales. That might affect release date. Don't know. Haven't really heard the preliminary. Uh, have findings about that so I'm just waiting to hear back to see what Nintendo says on that issue I know in the past sometimes when games have leaked like that they've either released early or they've been pushed back so just keep a 
ear to the ground about that and uh, we'll try to keep any news updated on our Facebook page and let y'all you know try to keep y'all informed with what happens with that well alright coach appreciate it man enjoyed it man I love you guys yeah we love you too man we love we love having you on the show what are we doing next coach next uh <laughs> what I don't know pro- probably something they're charging money for now that we used to do for free back in the day you heard it here first folks you can lead a horse to water but it don't make it right (laughs) (laughs) holler at your boy later take care guys I get money.